Hello, amigo, amigaso. Welcome to another episode of the Content Jefe podcast brought to you by the Bad Sound School. I'm Veronica. And I'm Studio Steve. And here we teach people how to make content and how to create content marketing systems to help them grow online. We've been doing this for five years. We have a business and we are content creators too. So we know a thing of two and we would love to share those things with you. Mm-hmm. On each episode, we bring you inside the content marketing world so you can make better content and more money. And this podcast is for you. If you're a content creator or a business owner or are curious to know about more of this world of content creation, welcome to another episode. I'm a little... I'm a little um, emotional. <laughs> I may cry because I think that this episode, if somebody needs this episode. Yes. For some reason, is it you? <laughs> I think so too. I think it's you. Mm-hmm. But um, it's so- funny. There was some sad guitar playing. It was not sad, but like a sort of nice meditation guitar playing before mm-hmm. we were getting prepared for this. And Veronica got very emotional. But that same guitar playing was kind of what brought me to the outline of this episode. Oh, great, great. And it's great. because, you know, I don't know if it's something obviously we relate to, but this episode is all about can you make money online? Can mm-hmm. you actually maybe do something you love? Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Is it realistic? Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. And we have some actionable steps we're going to share with you. And we have some really good stuff we're going to cover with you. And <laughs> if you have been thinking like, is this even realistic for me? Or you get FOMO. Maybe you are somebody who's working the traditional job, you know, working for somebody else, working yeah. for a company. And you're sitting there watching. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit in there watching other people, like just creating things and, and, and creating the life for them and, uh-huh. and things like that. And you're just like sitting there watching, like, when is it going to be my turn? Well, your turn is going to be after of you watching this episode or, or listening to this episode. We're going to give you the encouragement that you need and yes and we're also going to get real the nudge this is not going to be uh we're going to provide the actionable steps it's not mm-hmm. going to be hypothetical it's something we've done ourselves so we know but we also have clients and students and so we're speaking from a lot of experience and we're speaking from a place of love so this yeah. could be really fun uh i think we should get right to it yeah let's get to it okay so i did my best and i think you'd be very proud of my outlining i did for this episode uh But I thought that, again, like I wanted to talk about like, what kind of money are we talking about here? Like what's real money? And um, before the episode, Veronica and I were discussing, like trying to put a number on it. You know, maybe it's $100,000 a year. Maybe it's whatever it is. But we know that that's going to be different in everybody's situation. So I think what we agreed on here is what's realistic is, do you want some side money coming in? So like an extra $1,000 a month would be really great. Or is this something that you actually think maybe my side hustle could turn into my own business? Um, But then also we wanted to cover a few things in terms of, do you really want to start your own business? Maybe what you're looking for is to just get a better job, uh, to work for a company. And a better job doesn't necessarily mean more money, but just to work for a better company, to do something that at least doesn't feel like... uh, It's killing your soul. It's killing your soul, right? So I thought we would separate this episode into three parts. The first part is this mystifying thing. I want to talk about it, doing something you love and how we can sort of wrap our heads around that and how we can let go of some of the fear, I think, and some of the insecurities that are built in with that. And then number two, 
is I wanted to talk about working for other companies versus working for yourself or starting your own company or being starting as like a freelancer. That could be consulting services, coach, whatever. All that stuff is in the category of your own business, even if you're a freelancer. And then, um, or working for another company. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's pros and cons to those things. And maybe, like I mentioned, that is you do just want to get a better job. You're not actually an entrepreneur and you don't want to have the responsibilities or the stress that come with starting your own company. And then three, I thought we would, the biggest action step for us, and since it is such a specialty of ours here, um, we are the Pod Sound School um, is our company, as podcasting. And I mm. wanted to talk about how people are using podcasting as a way to lean into what they're curious about, as a way to learn more about that thing that they think they love, and as a way to actually start building credibility and building social proof and building a persona and a and a profile and, you know, trust online with people. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Great. So let's start with number one. So number one is uh, this thing, doing something you love. And here, a big part of the inspiration behind this episode for me was this really great YouTube video on the Future channel. And Future here is spelled without an E. And the founder of Future is Chris Doe. Uh, maybe you have seen him. He always has a hat that says like, God is a designer or something like that on. Uh, very charismatic, really incredible creator and entrepreneur. Uh, very inspired by this video in particular. And I'll leave the link where you're watching this, but it's actually the video that's the main video on his channel. And that's about this concept called Ikigai, which is a Japanese concept that means your reason for being, which I think is really beautiful. So uh, your reason for being, like why do you exist almost, right? So um, this is like coming, he, his whole presentation here in this video is him coming up, sharing with you how you can find your own reason for being or how you can find your own Ikigai and how that's how you're going to make mon- more money, make the money you want, have a job that fulfills you, do something you love and all of that. And how he does that is by sharing a four circle Venn diagram. And when I said the word Venn diagram, I realized I didn't really know what a Venn diagram is. So I looked it up. A Venn diagram is an illustration that uses circles to show the relationships. I know. You knew what a Venn diagram was? Well, you have a higher education than I do. <laughs> okay. I learned about all the technical things. No, but. I just, I, I, I went to, I did my school in Colombia. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay. Venn diagrams are fun. I could see, you seem like a person who really likes Venn diagrams. Yes, I do. So the four circles of his Venn diagrams, this is a wonderful place to start. And I definitely recommend checking out that video. But with that video, he, the, he starts the presentation from the standpoint of you just graduated college. And so that's who the presentation is sort of geared towards. And it made me think like, well, what about those of us who are sort of unfulfilled? We graduated or we didn't and we decide, or we bought into the this idea that we need to work, right? And we need to work for someone else and we have our nine to five or whatever it is. And, and maybe it was towards something we thought we loved, but now that we've been doing it, we realize we don't really love the thing anymore. Mm. Or the older millennials and yeah, Gen Zers and who we're ready, Gen Xers. We're ready to like choose. And I think sometimes that's actually when that journey takes place for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I think sometimes after college or whatever, you just have to choose something and start doing it mm-hmm. mindlessly for years. And then you wind up having kids or you wind up getting caught up in that whole life. And then you just have to pay the mortgage. You have to pay the student loans. The student loans. You have to pay all that stuff. So really there isn't much room there for 
your dreams, mm-hmm. you know, or, or there isn't much room for you doing what you love. And then you kind of start feeling like you lose your identity in the process and you lose your ikigai. And you don't even know what your ikigai is. You don't even know what your reason for being is, you know, and that's the, that's, I think the sad thing and the emotional thing behind this episode that we're, that we're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, but the four circles in his Venn diagram are what you love, what you're good at, um, what you're paid. And I think the, what you're paid, that's kind of like, you know, like what jobs are available? How could you get paid? Maybe even how much could you get paid there? And then what the world needs. And he's really proud of that fourth circle because he says, you see a lot of Venn diagrams that talk about finding a job where it's like what you're good at, what your talents are, how much it pays, what jobs are available and, um, and what you love. Right. And so it's all about like what other people have told us we need to do. That's a lot of that, what you get paid to do. So the idea here is just to make a list in all four of these categories make a list of everything you love and a bit, it should be a list and even things not necessarily related to money, like, or a job, but just like, I love eating. I love traveling. Like put that there too. Like, what are the things that really light you up? It's funny, this is kind of a similar exercise we run our students through when you're trying to figure out what kind of podcast to start. Mm-hmm. But um, what you love. And then what are you good at? And that's, I think, also really important. And then there's this difference between what a, a vocation versus a profession. And a vocation is like almost kind of more of our calling, right? It's like something we're naturally good at. That's usually, I think, a better place to lean into because it's going to require less work for us to see the fruits of our labor in something that we're naturally good at. So if you're really good with your hands, if you're really good with it, you know what I mean? Or um, I know that in our previous episode here, we talked about Vanessa Vaughn. I can't remember her last name. Edwards. Edwards. Yes. Vanessa Van <laughs> Edwards. In one of an interview I saw with her, she was talking about this as well. And she was saying, you know, if biology and what we're naturally good at, maybe what we're born with plays into things, it doesn't mean that you're stuck but like if you are somebody who is shorter, let's say you're like a man 5'2 or whatever uh, versus somebody who's 6'7, you're going to have a different experience going into basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have to, one is going to have to work harder than the other. So that, that's kind of like looking at what are you good at? What are you really good at? And make a huge list of that. And then what are jobs that you'd be interested in? What kind of jobs are available? How much do those jobs pay? And then the other big one here is what does the world need? And I think that's the reason that Christo is so interested in that. And that is, it is, that is kind of the powerful thing I think behind his brand is that there's this feeling of authenticity and that like really wanting to make a difference in the world. And so I think when you tap into that, it really does give your, your pursuits in life power. And it really is kind of that secret ingredient that can get you closer to your ikigai or your reason for being. Because I think that's the reason that we have the FOMO. I think when we look on social media and, you know, with the pandemic and everything else, um, we see all these people who were forced to quit their jobs. So it also happened, forced to be remote. So it also happened to be finally that perfect kick in the ass that got us to start the side hustle. Now we see all these people making more money than they could ever dream of. And, and that's what's so exciting about all of this for me and why I wanted to talk about this so much. I feel like I'm doing way too much talking as per usual. Well, do you have any questions? Or- I do. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm a big wind, a bag of wind, but um, I promise I'll get Veronica involved in this. But uh, I'm <laughs> just so excited because I think it's this amazing time where any imaginable thing that you can think of can really be monetized and can really turn into a lucrative business online. So You're right. what action steps do you think like, and what, if, what ideas do you have with that, with just doing something you love? Like, Well, a question that, that came to mind before I answer that 
about, mm-hmm. you know, the actionable steps and, and that. It's just that when you say, like, what the world needs. And for me, that it comes with, gives me a lot of stress. Really? Yes, because looking at things in terms of what the world needs and like, okay, who am I? Like, I'm just this, you know, um, mom who lives in... <laughs> In a town in North Carolina. Like, <laughs> uh, so what can I do to save the world or to contribute to the world or uh-huh. things like that? So I just think that when you have to, and this is just my opinion, um, it's hard for me to find like, okay, what is my contribution to the world? And it can be just something as, it can be like something as I don't have to, invent something that will help with climate change yeah, or with pollution mm-hmm. or uh, things like big things like that that are impacting the world. It can be just something as simple as kindness, that the world needs more kindness, more inclusion, mm-hmm. or it can be something that applies to maybe your demographic, maybe uh, the, the, the people that look the way that you look. So in my case, would be I'm I'm a Latina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a first generation Hispanic in this country. Like, how can I make a contribution to this group of people that I can relate to? Mm-hmm. So I think I like that's that what I was thinking because I'm like the world. The world needs so much. And the world needs like, a lot. There's there's a lot of hatred. Uh, there's a lot of separation. Uh, separation. There's violence, a lot of hunger, starvation, despair. People Dis- yeah. who who are feeling lonely. People who are feeling mm-hmm. like they have to, you know, a lot of mental illness. A lot, a lot of mental of, illness. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, like I. But if you if we if we take it down to the the small little contributions that we can make with our business. With our talents, mm-hmm. with the thing that we choose to do, well, I that like, those are have a ripple effect. Yeah, they start very little, but they have a ripple effect. And the bigger you get, mm-hmm. the bigger your influence, the bigger those waves will become. Yeah, what what I like, I love all of that because it reminds me, makes me think in terms of marketing, which mm-hmm. is really what I think he was getting at with the what the world needs and. You know, the, this concept of niching down would be to take that same question, what does the world need? And to say, what does the world of single mothers need, mm-hmm. right? Or what is the world of, you know, low-income people of this demographic in this state need? Mm-hmm. Or like, what's your local state that you live in? What, are the, what does the world of North Carolina need, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I help those people? Yeah. And that might help you with those anxieties. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think it's just... Yeah, it, it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, like, okay, yeah, that I can, I can manage yeah. and that I can do. And and I think it may be like, because I'm a woman too, I think as as women were struggled with, with like, oh, what is my contribution? What is my, beyond just being a mom, beyond just being a wife and, yeah. and like, what is my real contribution and what is, is it that important? I think that mm-hmm. we're changing that. Yes, and we're getting into positions of power. Uh, there are more and more women who are creating businesses. Yes, but going back to your question, so mm-hmm. the actionable steps, 
that I would advise somebody who wants to start a side hustle mm -hmm. or who wants to do something they love, do something they love. Mm -hmm. um, well, the first thing for me would be how much time can I dedicate to this new project that I'm going to launch? Because the, 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 the importance of it is for you to be consistent and for you to do it for a certain period of time to really see the results and to gather data. Mm -hmm. So uh, realistically, how much time, how many hours a week can you dedicate to this? Uh, if you have kids, if you have a family, then when is that going to happen? Is it going to happen on the weekends? Is it going to happen when you after you put your kids down to bed? Mm -hmm. um, when are you going to get it done? And then after that, it will be the 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 other um, important aspect, which is the economic or the financial aspect of it. And I think you had uh, some very good insights regarding the the financial the financial side of it. The financial, you mean the investment? The or? investment, uh -huh. and also having a plan if you are thinking about quitting your job, yes. or if you're thinking about maybe uh, quitting your job and and finding a job somewhere else that fulfills you. Mm -hmm. I think it goes down to time, money, and freedom. Yeah. Freedom of, of space, freedom of being able to, uh, okay, I, I don't, since I run my, my own business, I can run it from anywhere in the world. Yeah. And freedom of time is like, okay, since I work for myself, is I can do it whenever I feel that I'm more productive or I'm the most productive during yes. the day and financial freedom is, yeah, and, you know, I think and those things come with entrepreneurship. They do. And one financial freedom comes with entrepreneurship. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we also discussed before this episode is like, uh, Veronica thought a really good action step was to get yourself out of debt. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, yes, definitely. Because being in debt makes it harder to have free time um, because we have to pay our bills. Right. Uh, but also, sometimes it's actually the entrepreneurial pursuits that finally get us out of debt, mm -hmm. right? And so I think it's better to get started immediately with content creation, basically, mm -hmm. is the best way to get started. And we're going to get to that at the end with getting started with podcasting because starting with the podcast is the least intimidating. Mm -hmm. It's the least expensive and it's the easiest, especially if you don't have a camera at first and it's just audio podcasting. That stuff's easy and it's our jam and we can help you do that uh, very easily. We have the best courses in the industry about teaching people how to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if you want to learn more about that stuff, you can go to podsoundschool.com and you can learn more about our online courses and stuff. Hey, I'm interrupting the episode for a little announcement. You know you have to create content to attract more prospects online, but the whole thing seems daunting and too much to figure it out on your own. Which social media platform should I choose? Should I start making videos for IG Reels, TikTok, or YouTube? What skills do I need to learn? What equipment do I need? Or maybe you're considering starting a podcast for your business. And if any of that's the case, we want to invite you to sign up for the waitlist for Smart and Simple Podcast. Podcasting. It's our first coaching program where we, the Pod Sound School, will be teaching you how to create and launch a professional podcast from scratch. 
content marketing so your content is a lead generation machine for your business and different ways to maximize every time you record so you can create micro pieces of content that will go on different social media platforms. We'll be holding your hand through the whole process, meeting weekly with you, making sure that you're not getting left behind. We'll be teaching students and clients about podcast and video production and marketing for four years. Our approach to teaching is straightforward, innovative, and fun. So hurry up and go to podcastingsmart.com slash waitlist to sign up or find the link in the description of this episode. Stop working so hard on your content. Make your content work for you. Now back to the episode. I love where you're going with everything you just said. It was really great. And I think that basically, again, the best place to start for me is to make a list. And then like Veronica said, like, look, also make a list of when is this going to happen? How much money is this going to take me? Mm -hmm. What equipment do I need? What new expertise do I need? Mm -hmm. The other thing that you can start doing as a preliminary thing, which you're already doing because you're watching a business podcast or listening to a business podcast, and that is to start educating yourself in business. Mm -hmm. So instead of watching Netflix on the weekends, because what happens is the when we do some, when we work so long on something we don't love, we become, as Christo says in his same video, weekend warriors. And so what we love is the weekends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what we love is yeah. our weekends, right? And is our free time. And we basically like waste time or have too much wine or whatever it is on the weekends. And so instead it's like, just start listening to, you know, business minded podcasts and then learning as much as you can about business. Yeah. And that would be sales. Uh, productivity. And we're always recommending books on those as well. And also mindset stuff. Yeah. And I know that, you know, entertainment, I sometimes you just want to sit down and watch a mindless show. You, well, know? you have to, you <laughs> like, need that. <laughs> you need but that, just but. think about in terms of the, the time that you are investing. If you spend your Saturday, let's say um, you binge watch a show or, or you watch movies and you are doing this for four hours um, two hours on Saturday and two hours on Sunday. Just let's, let's just, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So after six months or a year of you doing that, then you're just going to go back and, and look and see, wow, I watched this many shows and I, you may share that with, with your family and your coworkers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I watched that show. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. So-and-so died or, oh yeah. So-and-so. You know, and it's fun to share and it's those things. Fun to yeah. share those things. But what if instead of spending those four hours on the weekend watching shows, then you spend it learning how to uh, edit video mm -hmm. or learning about business or recording your podcast and, yes. and publishing episodes, which is enough. Then time. at the end of six months, at the end of a year, then you're going to look back and see a catalog of content that you created of intellectual of property intellectual that you own. property that you own that mm -hmm. you yourself created and not only that if you interview people then you'll be at a different place believe me because you're gonna have the connections you're gonna have the inspiration you're gonna have the all the paths uh, in your brain already because it takes just one conversation with somebody that can open your eyes and, and show you, oh, this is how it's done. And then your neuropaths, all of a sudden, then they start forming and then you have accumulated skills, connections, uh, ideas. Yeah. You have connected with very interesting people and now that's going to take you to 
the next thing you want to do, which can be making money with what you're doing, yeah. getting into a business partnership with somebody, instead of looking back and be like, okay, I watched this many shows, uh -huh. so you just contributed I, to Yeah, Netflix. I was a weekend warrior, and, you know, and I raised my kids, and I, you know, I did all my due diligence as far as parenthood, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I went to, I'm a great employee, I'm so good, like, I'm one of the, I'm obviously one of the best people in my company, you know, they totally underappreciate me and underpay me, and if I left, I know the company would fall apart, at least for a brief period of time, but, you know, I'm a good, I do my due diligence, damn it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So it's just planting these seeds. Like Veronica said, she said it so perfectly. We're going to get to some real cool actionable mm -hmm. steps as far as content creation. But what I wanted to say here is this is actually easier than it may sound once you make one of these lists. When you're making lists, that category of what I'm good at has to do with like your life experiences. And every single one of your life experiences, every single one of your failures, embarrassments, like everything that you've been through becomes something that can be really valuable in terms of making money online. Mm -hmm. And also in terms of positioning yourself as a more valuable employee, maybe for a new company you might want to work for. Um, so I think this is, I, I really love what we talked about with doing something you love, and I wanted to spend some time there. But now let's move on to what I was saying really quickly and talk about the differences between working for other people versus working for yourself only. And so, so that we can help anyone who's listening to this, we can help you or watching this. This is a, a video podcast on YouTube and Spotify as well to answer the question like, do I really want to start my own business? So I see everyone online doing it. I know there's a ton of money there doing it, but do I want to start my own business or do I really just want to go work for some cool companies? And here, the reason I like this idea is because this creative creator economy that's emerging and all like... So many new businesses, awesome businesses have emerged. So, I mean, for example, you could work for the Pod Sound School. You can come work for us. We're a really cool company, <laughs> you know? And um, as we grow, we're actually going to be able to hire like key players to our company. Right now we work with freelancers, which is awesome too. And being a freelancer and stuff. So what do you think about those two differences, Veronica? Like, how can you figure out which one is right for you? And like, what do you think about that, those two different jobs? And now that you've been an entrepreneur for a while, mm -hmm. um, would you go back or would would you like to work for another company or what do you think? So I think uh, there's plenty of people out there who are very happy uh, in their jobs, uh, working a nine to five and they they feel very fulfilled, but they still feel like there's something missing. Some uh, They want to get into a creative project and that's why a podcasting will be so cool because they can have time for both. Mm -hmm. They don't have to uh, uh, quit their jobs to become a full-time podcaster. They can like build their their uh, presence online and their influence and, and interview interesting people and follow their curiosity and their creativity. And it's just a great project to get into. Mm -hmm. But if you are unfulfilled in your job, then uh, there may be a few things that you should consider. And that is, are you unfulfilled because... The place that you're working at is just not for you and you feel like you can just go out there and find a better company to work for? Or is it because you have this entrepreneurial soul that was shattered <laughs> uh, when, when, when you were a child? When you were a child and somebody told you, no, that. that's not for you. This is the path for you. This mm -hmm. is what you should do. You should work for somebody else. And this is 
uh, how you make money, but you feel that, no, that I can do, like, how cool would it be to run my own business? How cool would it be once again to have the the time freedom uh, to have control of how much money I make and have and just have the possibility of making uh, five times more, ten times more of what I'm making because I'm the one who decides. And also the location aspect of it, like how can I can travel? Mm-hmm. I can I can be at home with my kids. I don't have to miss my kids coming back from school. I think one of the biggest things that if I remember back five years ago when we started all of our endeavors was that at your corporate lawyer job Mm -hmm. um, that you got like two weeks of vacation. I just had to be away so much from home. Yeah. Well, not only that, like like you have have family and we have family in Colombia. We want to go there and visit our family for more than two weeks out of each year, Mm -hmm. hopefully. You know, and so it's like, what kind of freedom is that? What kind of freedom? And then, you know, like in my case, and I think there's the, there is the same for a lot of people. Like you just put your everything into a job. Like you Mm -hmm. just give it your best and you want to succeed. You want to excel. You, you really want to help the company. You are a really good employee. Then you go home and you're like, I did all that work. (laughs) Or not even for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me. It was to for somebody else's business. So what if you can put all that energy, all that love, all that talent into your own thing? That's huge. Yeah, it is huge because at the end, when it's all said and done, when we're all old and gray and we're empty nesters and our kids mm-hmm. have gone away, we've built something. Mm-hmm. And we've at, or we've at least leaned in towards our curiosities. Mm-hmm. That's what's so I think valuable about content creation and podcasting and just getting out there online and start planting. That's what we're really talking about mm-hmm. is building intellectual property, building assets. If you look at generating wealth, it really is about assets that can work for you, right? It's not mm-hmm. about um, it, anybody, any financial coach. And we are not financial coaches. That's not what we specialize in. But they will tell you that working for time is never a way that you're going to get rich mm-hmm. or get wealthy. Just trading your time for money. Yeah. But I love what you just described there because, and we've talked about this before, that is where we're all kind of at. That's what starts us is this um, from the book, The E-Myth, which is an old book, The Entrepreneurial Seizure. We've Mm -hmm. talked about that in a previous episode. But then what happens if we're not careful and if we don't really strategize enough or if we don't sort of see the bigger entrepreneurial picture behind a lot of what we're doing is we wind up just building a way for us to work and, and share time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the example we were talking about before this episode of your grandma. Because mm-hmm. I said, well, your grandma's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And Veronica said, no, she's not. Well, the little context there, Veronica's grandma is a seamstress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's the right term or not, but that's what you refer to yeah. her as. Mm-hmm. And she's great. She's wonderful. And we've told stories about her company before too. Mm-hmm. But the reason that Veronica says she just owns her own business but isn't an entrepreneur is because she's not thinking in terms of, ooh, I know two girls down the street who could come work for me, and then I could, you know, and the growth and everything else. Why do you have to bring my grandma? I don't know. (laughs) Damn it. Well, maybe that's why you're so emotional, you know? (laughs) And it's all about mindset, right? It's all about, like, what we think is possible. And so, you know, that's really what we're getting at, is that that human feeling that we all have of wanting to be seen, wanting to feel important. Wanting to experience joy. Wanting to experience joy. and Because really- I think, like, going back to my grandma's example is, you see all these people, like, you know, like, make a million dollars in a year. 
uh, you know, the hustle and then work so hard, but ultimately is what works for you. Mm-hmm. And if if you were to talk to my grandma, as I she would tell you, I have everything I need. Oh, she's so happy. Like she's one of she's like the, the epitome of happiness. She's like, uh huh. Right? So she in doesn't a very poor neighborhood, but just the epitome of happiness, mm-hmm. right? And she's got her business, and she's got her yeah, loyal so blowing, customers, blowing things out of proportion, like mm-hmm. following my business, our business advice. That would be like bringing more stress to her life. Uh-huh. And extracting the joy that that she has for her little business. Yeah. So I think it comes down to that, like that. What makes you like like you, Veronica? You, Stephen. Mm-hmm. What makes you happy? What brings you joy? Is the fact that that yeah, you have more time and you don't want to kill yourself, and then you just make this much money a year, and you know that you're not gonna be a multimillionaire, but you're okay with that. Yeah. If you have you're ikigai mm-hmm. if you find that reason for being, right? I love that concept. If you find something that you can, and that's really kind of what we're all searching for. It's like, I want to feel like I'm contributing something, you know, mm-hmm. leaving a legacy or at least like just that I'm doing something unique to me and that I'm being seen. And mm-hmm. so that's just a little bit of our our own thoughts on it. And maybe that gave you some insights. What do you think about this? Do you see yourself as being an entrepreneur? Let us know in the comments, right where you're, Right where you're watching or listening yeah. to this podcast, we'd love to hear. And Follow learn my more grandma's example. Yes, <laughs> um, but you know, I still think like it's a life experience too, right? And it's what people mm-hmm. been telling us all along. And you were just talking about that too, your socio socioeconomic background and where you began, mm-hmm. right? It's like you see a lot of entrepreneurs talk about how oh they've been wanting to sell things their whole life, and mm-hmm. you know I, I've always been interested in business because I was always trying to do that, and I can relate to that too. I actually was like I was selling cologne. Mm-hmm. to in uh, kids in the locker room mm-hmm. at a young age at a markup price um and i had uh maybe not the most um i don't want to ask you where you get the where cologne. i got the cologne yeah. okay well let's just say that the cologne was coming from a place that wasn't the most um ethical okay <laughs> but, at least it wasn't pot yeah no yeah i wasn't selling pot i wasn't selling you know but i but i was selling some cologne that i got and I was selling it for like $20, $40 a bottle, mm-hmm. which was great. And for a teenager to have that amount of money. But anyways, what I'm saying is Veronica didn't really have that entrepreneurial experience. No, in my case was uh, you work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else is going to tell you how much uh, you're worth. Yeah, and you're going to trade time for money. And you're going to trade time for money. And even in my in my case, it was just not even go get the education because my my family they're not they they didn't go to college i don't think they even finished high school yeah so for me to uh having these dreams of going to college and get my degree in industrial engineering and then after that then going to law school they just they couldn't comprehend like what is she doing like and why are you wasting your time why are you wasting your time just just go get a job Mm-hmm. And that's how you make your money, but yeah. And so I think at the same time, if you so look, that that's different. So you're you have the entrepreneurial. I I don't have it. So is it a thing about like a white boy in it. suburban America that allows you to be able to have the freedom to have those entrepreneurial experiences when you're a kid? And I don't think you need to compare yourself to other entrepreneurs. Is what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting because if you look at your grandma as well in her time period, that that those concepts were even more enforced than they than they were in your time period and then even now than they are now. So, mm-hmm. of course, she's not going to have any entrepreneurial dreams. But the other big takeaway from that is that 
it might not be your thing. And you might not just want to build another business for yourself where you just work 40 hours a week and you still have to just grind out and grind out and grind out. And um, so the suggestion there or the actionable step there is to read books like The E-Myth or is to read business books. Books and sales are also really good. A favorite of mine is Sales EQ. I think it's just a must read for any mm-hmm. business owner. Or the Personal MBA. Oh, the Personal that. MBA. It's a must Oh my read. gosh, if we could go back five years and just read that one book, mm-hmm. you know, the Personal MBA. What were we thinking? We were, <laughs> we were getting into business and we didn't even think we needed to read a book about business. <laughs> no. It was crazy. I mean, we're really smart in our own fields, but we'd never <laughs> done business before. So you're going to have to learn about business. And it, it's just as simple as putting on some audiobooks while you're driving around, while you're you know, mm-hmm. doing the dishes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but now where I'd really like to pivot and move this to is, to okay, how can I get started and how do I even know? And this is what I think is such a, I don't know, it just feels like for me, our calling so far. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is why we do what we do. And it's podcasting, which is crazy because sometimes I have different relationships with podcasting. And as a podcast coach and and being someone who's seen so many of our students come out with a podcast and then just abandon it completely or just see people who like start a podcast for the wrong reasons and don't get the results they need. And then like looking at the state of the podcast players and how to perform and how to get more downloads and all that stuff. You know, sometimes I've developed my own, I have a up and down relationship with podcasting, I can say. But at the same time, like if you just get me talking about it, I get so emotional about it because I've also seen it change people's lives. Mm-hmm. Are like. And I'm talking about a lot of people. And that's just over, like, our, not to mention our own lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't be living where we were. We wouldn't have the financial freedom we have. We wouldn't have anything that we have right now if we hadn't started a podcast. Mm-hmm. You would still be working your corporate gig, and I would still be being underpaid for my creative talents as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's just, it's incredible. And that's why I want to urge you to think about that. And it doesn't have to be podcasting. It could be content creation. But the idea here is that, and it could be blogging if you're, if you're more into writing, is to also look at those things. And I want to talk about that just a little bit about like how you can get started with a podcast and why we already hit on it, but we couldn't help it. Why it's such a good idea. When we were preparing for this episode, also Veronica mentioned, you know, if you already have, what are your expertise? And again, go back to that list again, because you can use some of those expertise yeah. to advance and to make the rite of passage, um, uh, not th- this rite of passage, which is this period of time that you'll be operating at a loss or that you won't really be making profit for your money. And that's really the purpose of this episode mm-hmm. is to answer the question, how long? You guys have been talking for a while now. Can you please tell me how long is it going to take me? Like, I need to know. I need to know how I can plan. I want to quit my nine to five. I, I actually do. Or I at least want to just start bringing in more money because I haven't been able to pay off any of my debt with my nine to five. And I'm definitely not going to get the boat or I'm definitely not going to be able to take my kids to Europe or I'm definitely not going to be able to, you know, do any of these amazing things I want to do to really fulfill the promise of this episode. I think that it's a, it's a long-term game. It's something you have to start planting seeds. I would say to choose one or two or three three platforms max if you're just doing it solo to start planting pieces of content on. Mm-hmm. You're going to need one long form piece of content, which is why podcasting is so great or blogging and then little short form pieces of content like the vertical videos that you see. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not crazy. You just We have different uh, episodes and, and content that will help you get started with content creation. It's not as hard as it seems. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's not as baffling. And you could do it right now. I, I promise. I, I swear. I would say the average time before you're going to start seeing any kind of profit is going to be anywhere between two, two to five years even. I think some people can do it as quick as one. And like if you have this business background, you're going to be able to do it in a year. You could start making some profits. And it also, you have to be creative about it though. Like look at all of your possibilities and be creative. The more creative you are and the more you're able to pivot and the more you're able to put together your own uh, expertise towards it, the quicker you'll be able to make profit. But sometimes the journey itself is profitable. So it doesn't matter. The key is to be committed, is to look at things in terms of years. So right now, we're, it's 2023. You're going to start now, this year. You're going to start. You're going to start making content somewhere. And then you're going to commit to keep making content until 2027 <laughs> or 2025. And by the time 2025 rolls around, the time's going to pass anyway, and you will have just been watching those Netflix shows and you will have just been doing those things, you may as well just let the time pass, and now you have a following, now you have social influence, now you have a whole library of content where you own it. Yeah, the fastest mm -hmm. uh, way to for you to start making money, for you to start making profit, or what will determine how much time is going to take is, is the skills that you have and the ability for you to turn those skills into uh, something that is going to solve a problem for an audience and the current demand that that audience has for that particular thing that you're going to be creating with your skills. And then uh, also your ability to communicate that offer for that group of people and how specific you are communicating that offer. It's all about the, uh, the demand and offer. Mm -hmm. And and when you create something that people are needing, that 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 people are are searching for, then you will you will be able to monetize. You will be able to start making money quicker than the other way around. So that's the key. That's why content creation that is, that's why podcasting is so important. Is because you will be able to test the demand, the market demand for something that you want to create instead of spending months and years creating something that you don't know if it's going to sell, that you don't know if people will receive it. Then you can start creating content, testing the waters of, of uh, uh, testing the market, and then you'll be able to know if that idea is going to be a good idea without investing too much time and money and resources creating something and in the dark. I love this. And I think that that has been your Veronica, your theory, your hypothesis all along with all of this. And it's that Veronica looks at each piece of content as market research. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that concept. And it's been so powerful for us. And I think that's how you could look at it. You're just conducting market research and without market research, and even a little keyword research, but without the market research, you are just shooting in the dark, mm -hmm. which means it's going to take a lot more darts before you hit the bullseye, mm -hmm. right? And so darts are effort, darts are time, darts are years, darts are experiments, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you can be strategic and find the strategy, well, the strategy doesn't really come from your hypothetical thinking as much as people like me, Stephen, would like to think. If success was based off of how much you talk and pace back and forth, I'd be one of the most successful people in the world. But uh, it's not, it's the, the hypothetical thinking, the planning, the scheming, all of that 
might even be tied in with your own fears and your own insecurities. And you mm-hmm. might just be sort of self-sabotaging and just continuing to hold yourself back from taking action, execution, mm-hmm. and commitment. Committing to doing the thing. And it's building your own world, building your own um, content. How mm-hmm. cool is that? Having a library of content, and it could be in anything you're interested in. You lean towards what you're interested in. You you are okay with failure. You're okay with being like, oh man, being uncomfortable. You're okay with like, mm-hmm. just forget about what people think about you. Forget about what your neighbor or what your family members are going to think about you all of a sudden starting a podcast. Blindly, blindly ignore all that stuff and just stay focused, stay laser focused on the fact that you are leaning toward your true life calling. Mm-hmm. You are moving toward making a difference in whatever size of community you want to imagine. Yeah. Find mentors, find coaches, Yeah, uh, find role models, people who have uh, paved the wave, uh, paved the wave, no, paved <laughs> the way for you. It can be us. It can be uh, somebody else. It can be, uh, what's the name of uh, Chris? Chris Doe. Chris yeah. Doe. It can be Chris Doe. It can be, there are it's so everyone. many incredible uh, people creating uh, companies, creating businesses yeah, out and we're, there. We're all sharing the same knowledge. We're mm-hmm. all gaining the same knowledge together. We're all sharing the same experience. So you can curate the knowledge of other people, much like I did with Chris Doe. I didn't just, uh, um, this. what's that word? What do you call it when you copy something? completely make that up no um you know plagiarism so it's not like i just plagiarized (laughs) chris's body of work or in this episode but i used the knowledge that i gained from him the experience that i had from his episode to share it with you and to put my own spin on it Mm -hmm. and to find our own value here with what we do with our podcast you can do the same thing you don't have to be an expert Mm-hmm. It's uh, so many times we think like we have the FOMO, we want to do the thing, but oh, why would anybody listen to me? Because, you know, why is I'm not an expert in the thing? There's no way I could help the whole world. I don't have the credentials. I don't have the credentials. You do. It doesn't matter where yeah, you listen. Been. If you don't have the credentials, if you don't have the knowledge, you can still create content. The way that you do it is that you curate from other people who have the credentials, who have the. There's a lot of. Um, smart people out there that you can interview that mm-hmm. you that what what you're doing is that you're you are creating all this information and resources for your audience and that as a as a listener as as, as somebody who consumes content is so valuable it is. that somebody takes the time to point you towards the the resource that you need the book that you the book that, that you needed. And so many people, you look at just content creators like crazy. The more you get out there and start doing market research and competitor analysis and just start making content, these things happen naturally. All of these things will come to you. You will be an expert in content creation. You will. You're an expert in everything you've ever spent time doing. You just have to spend time doing it. So get Mm -hmm. started today in one way or another. You never, you're not going to know. That's my big takeaway from this is the only way that you're going to know if you should just find a better job or if you should start building something for yourself online is to start experimenting. Mm-hmm. And we're here to help you with that. Yeah. That is uh, the calling. That's the purpose behind our company, Pod Sound School. If it's not us, find somebody else that yes. that, that you have the chemistry. With. I don't know why would you choose me. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. And we're so excited. In 2023, we have been at teaching podcasting for so long. And the course that we are almost finished with We've had to throw it in the trash three or four times and pull it back out of the trash and then throw it back in the trash and like redesign it a bunch of times because we 
have realized so much from working with students how to simplify the process. And we know firsthand, but also with working with students, the pain and the, the fear and the discomfort and, you know, feel like an imposter, mm-hmm. first getting in front of a microphone, first getting in front of a camera. So we know how to just push you out there. We, we actually do. We know how to just get you started, push you out there when you're uncomfortable and just get you creating one of our specialties. And uh, we'd love to help you on that journey because really you're not watching this unless you've asked the question, could I really make money for myself online? And mm-hmm. the answer is yes. It's insane. People share with us the companies that they have and the things that they sell and how much money they're making. And I get my mind blown all the time the more stories that you hear about this, because it's like, what even is that? Like, you know, oh, I mean, like so hyper-specific, the things that you can make insane money for. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, you just have to start leaning into it and your life will change. So that's it. That's all I have for this episode. Yeah, that's a great episode. Thank you. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, in the meantime, Hefe up, come follow us. Veronica's on Instagram at Pod Pod Sound School. P-O-D Sound School. Yes, not Pot sound school no. or bad sound school which is really sad. we also have an, another youtube channel uh pod sound school too yep. and there we teach you everything you need to know about content creation we teach you yeah. about podcasting video editing graphic design uh, how to start a podcast how to start a creation, youtube channel content creation all sorts of good stuff uh, how to make money that's so, a great resource if you want to subscribe to that channel you get notifications if you subscribe and hit the bell and all that stuff but if you do then you can just get those notifications and you might find something you're interested in. If, mm-hmm. we, if we hit you that week with some good content. Yeah. Some weeks you might not relate and other weeks you might. Thank um, you, Hefe. Oh, you were not done with I this. was done, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hefe up. Hefe up.